0: Episode, I have a money hack that is going to save your marriage. Now, that may seem like hyperbole, and it kind of is, but this is something that I think is a big game changer in the life of couples that I have the privilege of walking alongside. And it's something that I did early in in my marriage because I recognized we have some problems. And it's funny, I've walked alongside of so many couples that make some really mm, hurtful financial decisions um, to their spouse. Um, I've worked with people that have bought vehicles and didn't talk to their spouses. Um, I've had, I've had uh, couples that I've worked with that have bought campers and not talked to their spouse, or, or one spouse that just quits their job, or one spouse that, you know, will randomly make a wild, wild financial decision and not talk to their spouse. But yet, oddly... There's more tension and more anger in a pair of shoes, or a Starbucks drink, or going out to beer, going out to uh, to a bar with your friends, like things like that, are causing a lot of turmoil in marriages, more so than the big stuff. Now that may seem a little bit backwards, and to an extent, I think that's probably true, but those little things add up, and the little things often happen more frequently, and so you see the pressure build, the pressure build, the pressure build, and then there's an explosion. And so one of the things that I implemented early in my marriage, and a lot of the people that I work with do the same thing, and it's this idea that both spouses in a marriage will have their own set of personal spending money each month. This isn't like giving your spouse an allowance and telling them that you can only spend this much and this is all you get. That's not like that. This isn't about having dominion or authority or or dictatorship over a spouse. No, no, no. This is about two spouses negotiating how this is going to work and setting some rules and some guidelines together and then executing that. So here's what it looks like. For example, in my marriage, I'm just going to use my marriage because I'm an expert in my own marriage. Uh, my wife and I, every month, as part of our budget, we negotiate a certain amount that we'll both get. And this amount is no questions asked money. I get to use mine for whatever I want. She gets to use hers for whatever she wants. And then the rest of the money in our budget, we, we manage together as the month goes on. And so, so when this happens... She gets to do whatever she wants with hers, and I can't roll my eyes at the next $6 Starbucks drink. She doesn't get to roll her eyes at the 900th book I bring home that can't fit in our house because we bought them with our respective personal spending money. And it really lowers the tension. And I remember early in our marriage, uh, we, we started doing this, and my wife, she walks in the door, and she had a bunch of bags with her, presumably clothes, I don't know but she set the bags down and she had the sheepish look on her face. And you could tell she had a look of guilt. And I said, Sarah was wrong. And she says, I shouldn't have bought this. And I asked her a few questions. I asked her, well, was it, did you use your personal spending money? Well, yeah. I said, did you stay within your personal spending money? Well, yeah. I said, did you really want to buy them? Yeah. And then I said, well, you have nothing to feel guilty about. That's what it's for. And I can promise you, after that, she never felt guilt again. It's been great. In fact, she gets excited about budgeting every month, and I think a big contributing factor is the, the part where she knows that personal spending money is going to be negotiated and she'll be ready to get hers for the next month. And so this idea of personal spending, it really lowered the tension in our marriage because Who wants to argue and nag at each other about stupid little things? I don't, and I know she doesn't. She doesn't want to nag at me, and she certainly doesn't want me nagging at her. And so that's what we've done. That's all we've done in our 12 years of marriage is each of us have a certain amount, and we spend it, and we enjoy it. No guilt. Now, there's a couple things we need to talk about. Number one, what do you spend that money on? Well, every couple's different. We need to negotiate our own rules. And so my wife and I, we've negotiated different rules over the years. For example, we used to have clothing as a clothing category. And so about a year into our marriage, I'm like, hey Sarah, um, I haven't bought any clothes in a year and our money gets spent every month. Um, Something's not fair. And she's like, well, this is working great for me. And I said, well, time out. We need to fix this. So what we did is we negotiated that clothing is now out of the budget. We increased our personal spending. So from here on out, clothing comes out of personal spending. That way she can buy whatever clothes she wants. I'll buy whatever I want with my personal spending. And there's no muddiness to it. Another one. uh, Early in our marriage, uh, we have have dining out in our budget. And I would go out for, for lunches for work. And, and I would go out for lunch and I would spend the money. And, I, and then Sarah would say, Travis, I want to go on a date. And then we, I'd say, I'm sorry, there's no money. And she goes, what do you mean? We, we haven't gone on a date. And I said, well, I spent it all on lunches. <laughs> and uh, that didn't work well for her. So she said, time out. We can't do this. So what we, we decided we changed the rules. And we said, from here on out, if each of us goes out separately from each other, that's personal spending. When we go out to eat together, that's dining out. We change the rules. And so, so everybody needs to develop their own rules along the way. And so different couples that I coach handle it differently. Um, different categories get merged in with personal spending, and everybody looks a little different. And they always say, what's the right way? And I said, the right way is what works for you. I'll tell you what I do, and I can explain to you what I do. I can explain to you what these other couples do. But ultimately, you have to do what's best for you. Um there's something else that I see often I see it with women moms to be exact I see it with moms Moms are they just they they take care of those around them they they take care of their kids and their kids come first and moms tend to neglect their own wants because they want to they want to provide for their kids And so what happens is a lot of moms will use their personal spending money on the kids to which I say that's not allowed. Now, I'm, I'm all for spending money on kids. Let's budget for that, let's, let's plan it and spend money on kids, whatever that is for you. But your personal spending, mom and dad, but mom, is for you, on you, for enjoyment, nothing else. So, so that's hard sometimes for moms to really get into that mode of just loving on themselves with some of this money. Um, it's a hard adjustment. Give yourself grace. And know that it is okay. If you're budgeting well, your kids are taken care of. Your family is taken care of. This money is just for you to enjoy. Another question to to address is this. Well, how do we administer it? Well, it used to be we used cash. My wife and I used cash early in marriage. And a handful of years into our marriage, cash didn't make sense anymore anymore because a lot of our life had gone online. It's really hard to use your personal spending cash when you're on Amazon or when you're on whatever clothing store she's on. But for me, it was mostly Amazon. It becomes hard. And so we decided, okay, cash isn't working for us. And so we were exploring options. And my friend Tim told me about an app that he said thought might be good. And so we started exploring it. And it turns out it was one of the best things that we'd ever done. And it turns into one of the best things my clients ever do. And it's the Cash App. Now, a lot of you might know the Cash App. But if you don't, I'm going to explain it um, as simply as I can. Cash App, it's an app for your phone. And it acts as its own little savings account. Its own little checking account. Kind of like Venmo. It's, it's not that different than Venmo. But you, you load money onto it. So for example, let's just say a couple decide, okay, they're going to put $200 in their account. They will, they'll go in, they'll load $200 into their cash app and immediately $200 shows up. Then you can get a debit card through the cash app. So your cash app can have a debit card tied to it or you can put it on Apple Pay. And whenever you swipe that card, this is the beautiful part. When you swipe the card at a store, Let's say you go to Starbucks and you swipe your card at Starbucks and it's five bucks. Within five seconds, your account on the app will will account for that and you'll have $5 less. And so this is an amazing way that you know to the minute how much money you have in your personal spending account. Oh, it's so good. That is a great nuance with Cash App. And so the other part of that is there's no overdrafting. There's no going, you know, on the other side. If there's no money, you can't buy it. And I had a client text me and him, him and his wife just implemented Cash App. And he was laughing because he went to Casey's, um, a gas station, to, uh, to buy a slice of pizza. Um, very popular here in, in Iowa. And so he went to Casey's, he got a slice of pizza, and it denied him. It denied his Cash App. And he's like, what in the heck? And so he went in, he was one cent short, and it denied him he literally can't go over how much money you put in there. So this is a great governor for couples. When you say, I'm gonna put this much money into personal spending, it literally can't go higher because that, that money is what that money is. And it won't, let you go fa- go, it won't let you go deeper in. And so there's a great little regulator in this that allows you to, to, to have a regulator on how much, a cap on how much you can spend, based on the rules that you negotiated with your spouse. And so if you don't like how much money was in there, well, you need to take it up with your partner the next time you do a budget, which my wife does with me sometimes and says, Travis, we need more, and to to which I'll say, okay, where do we take it from? And then we'll go from there. Now, that's a great little little regulator for those that maybe are, are apt to spend a lot. Now, for the people that are apt not to spend, And I guess I would be kind of in that camp where I don't always have things to buy that I want to buy. It's important to spend. We always talk about this isn't about spending less. It's about spending better. And so for me and for many of my clients, pushing the money into Cash App forces you to enjoy it on something. And so I have a lot of clients that struggle with spending on fun things because their whole life, They've been told spending is irresponsible and they've developed a hoarding mentality, not voluntarily, but it's really just happened to them. And so when you do that and you put money into that account, you put money into your cash app spending account, you have to spend it, but you don't have to spend it today. I often have a month or a month and a half of balance in my account so that there might be something bigger that I want to buy and then I go buy it. And so, It really, the the balance is always sitting there, and then you'll add on to it next month and the month after, but eventually you have to spend it. That's the rule. So it really does help both the people that are inclined to spend too much and the people that are inclined to spend too little. And so I really like Cash App for that reason. And so if you're looking for a way to do this, Cash App is something that I highly recommend you trying. Cash App doesn't pay me to say that, Uh, they should. Cash App, do you want to sponsor us? Um, We're your biggest advocates. Um, We love what you're doing, keep doing it. Thank you for what you were doing. Um, This is a great asset to people and and we're grateful that you're willing to do that. It's free, thank you. Um, Another question that I get often is, well, does one spouse get more than the other? Do they get the same? How should that work? And again, I don't think there's a right or wrong um, I, I think every couple needs to negotiate how they think it works best for them. Now for me, I make sure it's always the same. It is always the same. There's been some months where I've, uh, my wife has gotten more, but I will never take more than my wife. It's never happened. It never will. Um, I just, I believe in it's 50, 50, our life is 50, 50. I may make a hundred percent of the income, but we're 50, 50. And so my wife will get at least as much as me. And so we just made that a rule that we had that we will always get the same. Now, I've talked to couples that the husband will get nine times more than the wife because he makes nine times more income. I can tell you that's not healthy. That's kind of gross. We're one here. We don't punish our spouse because they don't bring in as much. That, that is not healthy. And I've watched that play out over time with some couples. You don't want to be there. You don't want that to happen. You don't want that distancing in your in your relationship with with that. So you don't have to be even, but don't don't base it around you know the the allocation of of income, the percentage of income that you bring in. That will probably lead you down a road you probably don't want to go long term. And so everybody just needs to make up their own their own rules. One of the other benefits to Using Cash App, if you're budgeting, especially, is that you don't your budget doesn't get nickel and dimed. You don't, you don't have a million transactions in your bank account. A, it's just an administrative nightmare. And B, you don't you don't need your spouse in there seeing and judging everything you do because again, they don't have a right to judge an egg. That's the benefit of this little block of money. So what happens is when my wife moves her money into her Cash App, that's one transaction. In our, in our bank statement, that's easy to track. And then once it's over there, I have no idea what she's buying. It's not secretive. She's not keeping things from me. I just don't see it. She might buy, you know, 30 Starbucks drinks. I don't even know. Sarah, what are you spending it on? I don't know. Um, but that's the point is, is that I don't have to worry about it. She gets to take that money over there and do whatever she wants, and I take mine, and it's simple. It keeps our life very simple, and it's just turned into one of those little hacks that it makes a big difference. A, it's free. B, it's easy, and it's simple. And C, it really moves the needle relationally, and and it helps ease the tension that money can cause. Money should not tear us apart. Money should, should be a unifying thing. And so I just wanted to share that with everybody that's listening because it's made such a big difference in the lives of those that I have the privilege of serving. And I thought other people can benefit from that too. Um, this isn't something that I, I hoard for myself, this, this knowledge. Um, we all need to benefit. And so if you're married, really think about trying this. And, and and test it out and, and try things and experiment and see what works for you and what doesn't and some of the things I said might be perfect and some might not work for your situation but try it mess with it a little bit and find a rhythm that works for you and I I I I I, I want to say a guarantee uh, I shouldn't say that maybe just shy of guarantee it will make a difference it will improve something in that financial relationship you have with your partner to help ease that tension a little bit. And, and yes, have unity in joint decisions on, on all this other stuff. You should do that and and be intentional and do it together. But this one category separating it and, and just enjoying it and not looking over each other's shoulders, it does make a big difference. And so what about you? Are you doing that? Is that something you already do? Have you been doing this for for decades? Have you have you implemented it recently? What's your experience? We want to hear from you. And so, that's all we have today. But we do want to hear from you. We want to hear your feedback, your thoughts, your, your criticisms. Oh, the criticisms are always fun. We want to hear from you. So you can find us um, on Instagram, Meaning Over Money. You can find me, Travis Shelton, on Instagram. You can find our YouTube channel, and of course, you can find Meaning Over Money which is our financial course for young adults where we teach young adults how to live for the meaning and not for the money. And that's at meaning over dot Money. And if you want to buy a course from us, please do not pay full price. As our way of saying thank you for listening, you can get 25% off by using the promo code podcast25. PODCAST25. And uh, that might be a good next step for you. But if not, if you're, you have no interest, that's okay. We're just glad that you're here. And we hope this podcast continues to add value to your journey. Take care, guys.